Dave Max Cork History Matters, brought to you by Red FM. And to me of the Shandon Area History Group, thank you for joining me this evening for this Cork History Matters podcast chat. Thanks, Dave. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm absolutely delighted to be here. You've some beautiful uh, bi- offices here in the building. Good. Really Glad- impressed. That's good. Glad to hear it. Uh, I've heard of the Shandon um, uh, Area History Group, but yeah. I'm eager for yeah. you to give me a little bit of background on on, on what okay. the group is. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, the title, it's, it's fairly obvious what it is. I yeah. suppose, who yeah. are the people involved and wh- what is it that brought you together and what do you guys do? Okay. So I suppose we started, uh, we came together in as a group in 2011-2012. A number of us had met previously on um, a little exhibition that we were putting together for the 200th anniversary of the local, the North Cathedral or the North Chapel as it's known locally. But, um, and I suppose when that came to an end, we, were, we got involved in the parish registers trying to save those and get them um, refurbished and re-looked at and all of that. And then that was coming to an end, a natural end, and we didn't want to let go. It kind of gave us, we had a love of what was happening locally and trying to get something started. So um, our, our then kind of motivator was Maeve Higgins and uh, she's still with us. She's our former chairperson. And there was two other ladies, Grace O'Brien, uh, who's still with us, and Dymphna, unfortunately, Dymphna Allen, who passed away during the COVID, and um, and our, and myself. And then we had John O'Shea, who also passed away pre-COVID. He was very well known in the city as he had been an ex-fireman and he was also um, a great folk singer and that. But that was the little kernel of the group. And we decided we'd start this um, history group and call it the Chandonary History group we got premises in a coffee house they rented us a room and we have a little room upstairs and they allow us to use the bigger room downstairs for once a month meetings which is really nice local history talks where you that. invite people to come yeah to. where we invite people to come and talk and then we were joined then by two other males um dominic o'callaghan who uh, was also a former chairperson of ours, and Dennis Wilson, who is the current chairperson. And they really, um, they added to the group and brought a different dimension to it because they were both living very locally in and around the Shandon area. And and that was lovely. And so um, we were originally a group of seven and now we're down to five because of the deaths of the two lads. And then... Um, we have an associate member, as we call him, who is an ex-member of Cork City Library, John Mullins. And he's very, very good to us in terms of editing anything that we write or that we that we pu- that we hope to publish or even photographs. He's excellent with photographs. And then we've lovely support in the community from uh, the Chandonary Renewal Group. Um, they're very helpful to us. Um, uh, James Nolan and his wife Marie and uh, Mary, and we also have the local photographer. He's the actual local shoemaker. But Martin Duggan is a superb uh, photographer, and he takes a lot of photographs for us as well. And there are other people in the community that will come in and uh, every now and again and give us support. Coffee House themselves help us with, as I say, access to the room and that and, and that. So it's great. And where exactly is Coffee House? Now Coffee House is on Church Street, which is a little side street off Shandon Street and it's the one that actually has Shandon in it so it's such a historical street actually for a history group to be in Is that in, the one you know? facing the north so the north cathedral and then you look down and you can see the, 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 the steeple it, no No it's not it's the one if you're on Shandon Street and you look up this side street you can see Shandon facing you the steps and the oh, steeple yes, as well yes, yes, I know so that's it. the one yeah Would you believe this year is the first year that I went up the top of uh, the Shandon Bells <laughs> A lot of people uh, I couldn't what get over it What a view I know it's superb it's isn't super, it I mean yeah. literally no, I was like brilliant. now I mean, 
only yeah, yeah. 30 years I've lived in Cork. Yeah. And if anyone was coming yeah, here, I'd yeah. say, whatever you do, yeah. go up the bells, I'd particularly hope. if it's a blue sky, sunny day. Yeah, oh, it's superb. I actually had never I'd not gone been up, up there. I lived locally all my life, went to North Pres, the local school, never went it's up into the Shandon Tower until um, I met this guy from the South Side who I ended up marrying. And he said to me one day, I'd like to go up there. And I thought... I've never Who been goes up, up there? Shandon, so Sony tourists go up there. <laughs> so we went up and after that I remember taking my, uh, I had a primary class at one point in North Perez. I was teaching there myself. I brought them up and from there it spiralled and uh, just couldn't get over that here on our doorstep we had such history. Shandon, we had two, uh, we had the whole butter market area. Mm-hmm. We have the Firkin Crane mm-hmm. and you have all that trading. So that that's kind of what done. sparked a little bit of the sense of like, hang on, I'm walking around in yeah. areas that yeah, have it story. Is, it is, yeah. That's yeah, people, yeah. you know, history. Yeah. People talk about history yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, and yeah. The, the yeah. term maybe th- makes them yeah. think of school and they didn't, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's stories. Yeah, it is. Real stories and, of and real people and real places. It is. And as I was saying to you uh, before we came, uh, started recording that um, only today I was at the funeral of someone who had been a huge influence on me. She was a North Presentation sister, uh, Margaret Mary Galvin. She was the original first principal in 1960 of the secondary school there, from what I was told today. But what fascinated me was I always carried in my heart that she gave me such joy and love and passion for history in school and it stayed with me and she'd contact me over the years at different things that we'd done and how proud she was of this and how proud she was of that. But today I met people whom she had taught in the late 1940s, the early 50s, the 60s and they all had the same to say. So people in your lives that kind of give you a passion for a particular subject mm. and in my case it was history. They're so important to you in your life really. You know, mm. they leave that um, mark on you. And I suppose somebody else that gave me that uh, experience was um, Professor Joe Lee in, in UCC, you know. And they just, in, they're so enthusiastic and so passionate about what they do that you get that from, mm. you get that into your, your own bones as well. And then you live in such an area as we do in and around the Shandon area, the laneways, the byways, that is just, I, I, I always feel it that like the, the stones of the road are eking history and, and have stories to tell you, you know. Mm. Uh, when so I came to Cork first, I used to walk up around that area at night. Yeah, I suppose yeah. I came to Cork to, to UCC. Yeah. So it would have been, yeah. you know, September, Oct- well, October time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, dark and, and blowy and windy. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. that area just yeah. seems so, like, yeah. what's the, what do you call it? The hotel? I don't know why. Oh, it, the Maldron The Maldron. Hotel. But that was all, like, yeah. in ruins yeah. at the time. And yeah, it just it seemed Dickensian yeah. or something. That's right. It and was. I just, like, yeah. goodness me. I suppose yeah. Murphy's Brewery is over yeah. the way. And the whole thing just seemed, uh, it, it was full of character, but, but almost a little bit spooky, I felt, around the area. I think it was. And I think. Um, it's still as the fellow says it's not there yet but it's getting there mm. it has it has a way to go but there are so f- some fantastic well-meaning people in the mm. area uh, like as I said the Sarah group and other individuals working in the area you have people like the hotel um, like Peter Foynes in the Butter Museum the Firkin Crane people they're all very interested in uh, really um, making that part of the city so vibrant in terms of the history that it says and in the welcoming that it has. Well, there's people, so much I'd, I'd like to because w- w- let's just at least first yeah. reference <laughs> why, why we're here. Yes, there was a screening in the Gate <laughs> Cinema as part of Indie Cork of a documentary made by Emma and Eddie of Frameworks Films who do uh, remarkable work in, in, in telling Cork stories. Telling stories, but, they but, do. They but Cork do. stories yeah. particularly. And in yeah, this yeah. case, yeah. it's do. ordinary women in extraordinary times. The story yeah. of five women 
and Nora and Sheila Wallace and Mary Annie and Muriel McSweeney. Now yeah. we'll get back to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully yeah. some people are hearing this podcast on time to still view that film yeah. as part of the yeah. Indie Cork 2022 yeah. uh, film festival. Yeah. Um, but so for instance what I'd like to ask you yeah. I don't know if you know uh, Shandun is obviously the old fort. Yeah that's uh, right. Was yeah. this pre-Viking? Was It's certainly pre you know sort of Well it would have been pre the no again I'm straying into areas there but it would have been pre let's say um, the coming of the Normans yes that. it Sorry, would have been it would have been yes. pre that and it would have it had its connections with the old chieftain style in 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 Ireland and mm. such and uh, it would have had connections with the McCarthy Moors and that that would have been a big um, I suppose a big draw and they would have had these structures in different places around Munster and Sha- mm. the old Shandun or, Sh- or Shandun that was the mm. area for it um, some suggest that uh, where the current Firkin Crane is that was roughly where it was and the circular shape of the Firkin mm. Crane was the idea of keeping the, the same shape as, the idea as of, the, a, of a castle of, of the castle and what a viewpoint yeah. over what would have been uh, you know uh, an ecological wonderland like yeah. if you think about it now <laughs> yeah. no yeah city yeah. would ever be founded in what Cork was founded on like no, a, on a marshland yeah but not just yeah. a bog like yeah. it must have been a natural yeah. wonderland yeah. a waterland and it a bar- and, and, yeah. and natural yeah. you know it would be yeah. protected <laughs> and, and you can actually see that's why they built the structures like the um, like the castles up on the hills like hmm. that because they were away, uh, further away from that marshy land and from the and then from the river to protect the river to, and on the other side was where St Finbar that's right and the river it. was the access to everything hmm. really the river the river really um, I, I, there's a lovely book called A River Runs Through It and I always think of it, it was for an American city but it's far I think for mm. Cork in the sense that the, the river made Cork and gave birth to Cork really mm. because in the folklore it brought Finbar I suppose up the river from Guganbarra mm-hmm. uh, to establish the monastery and the abbey um, in and around the area you were talking about St. Finbar's itself and the Dean the Dean um, oh, Dean Street and all mm-hmm, that area yeah. but then when the Vikings start coming coming um, it's the river brings them mm-hmm. you know into further and further into the city and some of them don't go away they stay to trade and you have the Southgate Bridge and then you have all that area where um, South Main Street which is really the heart mm. of the Viking uh, era in, in, in Ireland or in Cork I should say but and I, I, I just think I would love love to see something happen there where they, they've kept the front of the Beamish house but that space that grand space I know they've it earmarked for other things but surely it would have made a wonderful Viking and medieval um, interactive museum, you know, for, for tourists in the heart of the city. Or, or do you know what? That, Even just a beautiful you know? park because it's oh, sun-kissed yeah, yeah. right on the it river. It is, but I it, know. It, but it's going to be the event yeah. centre, I think. I think it is. I think um, that boat and, is, and, uh, as, uh, to use the Viking thing, that long boat is well gone, you yay, know, nice. unfortunately. Uh, commercial, yeah, commercial. Yeah. Uh, but even uh, even for a north side like myself, to go over the Southgate Bridge, wander up Barrick Street and off the into the side streets towards the Nanonagel Centre. Mm. There's some wonderful laneways there and they still bear some of the names like Kieser's Lane and that still mm. bear the Viking, um, you know, touched Viking names and that, which is fascinating. Goodness me, I wish know. I could recall the name of the gentleman who wrote a story of, of, of Cork history stories, but in, in one of them, and, and maybe you might, I, I, it's no, it's not there. It's not yeah. even at the tip of my yeah. tongue, unfortunately, yeah. but it's in my bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but one of the stories was about how Southgate Bridge, there was a prison on Southgate Bridge That's right. and it was arched. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as in yeah. there was an arched passageway that brought you into the yeah. city, the walled yeah. city, yeah. Uh, and there was a bridge over it, and they used to impale heads on spikes, right. and yeah. the heads in windy weather would blow off and would roll around the street, and people complained yeah. 
and says, "Is there any chance you could not have the heads on the on the spot?" But can you like we it's pass like one of those horrible history stories? Yeah, and it? we pass over and, and back, you know, yeah, that bridge. Yeah, and like I was a Sir Henry's right. man in, yeah. in my day when I came yeah. to Cork. So you know, I'm now just... we're going back a bit. <laughs> uh, well, we're going back further with the spike, the heads on the spikes. That wasn't around Sir Henry's days, although there was other things. Yeah, but um, yeah. uh, you know, and Elizabeth Fort up above there mm. is another wonderful, um, you know, attraction not just for tourists but for ourselves mm. as citizens. You know, they've made a fantastic job of reclaiming and preserving all yes. that wall space and, the walk and the then the walk around it around the parapet mm. and to go in and experience you know a real p- part of Cork history it, it was uh, an uh, you know RAC barracks it was then a Garda Shekhana barracks it had other lives it was a fort during the 1609 um, you know rebellion and all of that uh, and it had, it saw action as the fella says you know and I, I, sorry no 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 I was just going to say and all that cobbled area yes. around it that they Well I always thought it would have made a wonderful was... interpretive centre for medieval Cork I think so too That's I think what I thought you know yeah, kind of a yeah, uh, yeah. you know bring it to life yeah, in a walk yeah. around kind of exper- yeah. experiential yeah. thing is, yeah. is the one yeah. of the buzz <laughs> terms of these days um, yeah. What else yeah. is going to ask you now this is great I can kind of pick your brains of things I've always uh, wanted to know I could get that wrong Oh no 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 but I mean like, you've got more than I have if you know what I mean so that'll do we'll, we'll get a little well, bit further along the line So what was some of the other ones Oh yes so I mean I know like I'm originally from Dundalk and I know St. Patrick's Cathedral was bought built in okay. like sort of the, the mid 1800s oh. between the, the early and mid 1800s and basically yeah. built after Catholic emancipation yeah. and yeah. built as a, as a you know yeah. now the Catholic Ireland uh, yeah. the, 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 the middle class or at least those who had a little bit of spare mm. cash mm. could support mm. their religion mm. directly mm. And, and here is the cathedral that they built as, yeah. the, as the here we are yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so is this the North Cathedral too and is it almost built where it's built because St Anne's is there I, well I suppose uh, you're not too far off that um, it it actually I suppose the there was always a church there of some shape or form or a meeting house of some shape or form um, pre penal times and after it but then it really developed once the penal laws were eased and that part of the ground the fact that it was up high is very important it has but it's also up higher than St Anne's absolutely <laughs> and the whole idea behind it I suppose it was built in around in the mid 1700s right. and um, oh and, okay and so that's before emancipation anyway yeah, yeah. and it, it was just after the penal laws were eased and then um, it there was a construction there under the then Bishop of Cork uh, Francis Moylan who was very anxious he was a very diplomatic man he was very anxious to take the how would you call it the the easing of things or easing restrictions Mm. to start something that couldn't be taken away from them so they built some form of what they called a cathedral it didn't have a spire or anything like that but the idea that it was up on the hill it was to copper fasten the position that they were now on top and yes. they were looking out <laughs> over the you know yeah. for their people well, that's it. I mean, and their people could look up and when I say their people the Catholics of yeah. the city yeah. but what he was also very very good at doing was he kept he realised that the, a lot of the city fathers at the time those that shaped the city merchants and bankers and people that were in the corporations at the time were from what you would call the ascendancy class and mm. were Protestant mm. so he kind of kept them on side and it was very interesting that the North Cathedral funding for it came from a 
mixture of Catholic, very well-to-do Catholic families, but also well-to-do Protestant families. So in that sense, he was kind of keeping, he mm. was keeping a leg in both camps to make sure that um, the the peacefulness that had mm. that was around would be kept. Now, he wasn't always successful in that because mm. the church was burned down in the 1820s and a lot felt it was due to sectarianism. Mm. But over time, it was rebuilt again. And then it was in the 1860s that the um, the tower started to be built and particularly and that the spire. And that is It was. And the, the but, spire but, but was meant to be... But interesting, mid-1700s, still probably after St. Anne's, which is 300 it, years, they it think. It is. It's ours, or uh, like the North Cathedral would be um, a little bit younger than that. Um, it dates from the eight, uh, from 1808, whereas the um, Shandon dates uh, a little bit earlier than that. From the well, they actually don't know yeah. the exact date. No, they don't. Uh, we I, actually I, were very involved, actually, with that. Uh, in well, I've got to get Bishop Colton in for one of these chats about yeah, Shandon. Yeah, he. Um, they were very uh, interested in our local history group getting us involved because we literally meet in the shadow of Shandon. So they were very anxious to get us uh, some way on board mm. and had we any ideas. So we suggested that we would do the story of Shandon in, in storyboards. Mm. And these have gone down really well. We're very proud of those. Um, I think there's about 10 of them in the church and they're pull up boards and they tell the actual history of the Shandon church and then also some of the features in the in the surrounding areas mm. like the Skiddy's Arms House and all that mm. sort of stuff. Yes, which is and a wonderful yeah, uh, and, architectural and it has, spot. It is and has all the and we've kind of recorded the rectors as well and um, different people that served in the Shandon and for me personally it was a great journey of learning because I knew certain things about it but what we did was as a group we're st- as I said there's about five of us in it so we, we broke it down into what we could manage and then we um, we each took a section of it and and developed these storyboards and they've been getting great attention so we're delighted about that you know for the church itself and was Skiddy's Castle yeah. down on North Main Street yeah it was and then the Alms House is up above so Skiddy was a rich merchant he was and he had kind of connections further out the river as well where he had other locations and a castle again out that way so he was a very well to do uh, man but again in those days with their with their money I suppose a bit like J.P. McMahon is, yeah. is um, they they they, they earned it well but they also turned it into something positive mm. a kind of philanthropy kind of thing mm. and what he looked for was to create a home for uh, people that were at the time had come on hard times and that um, you know needed care in terms of illness and that and just had nobody to care for them so mm. he saw it as it, it, the old tradition was amenry or alms houses and that's um, it's actually still preserved mm. as, as housing but uh, in a different context mm. and it, it passed into a, a housing committee in recent years who redeveloped it but preserved if you go up there it still has preserved the um, the little corridor around it with the archway yes really beautiful mm. really lovely building you know and there are people living in, in there as well so the same tradition that's what I love about Cork mm. is that a lot of the old things have still been kept uh, kept alive and mm. maybe in different shapes or formats mm. but built, the concept built upon, built upon. Mm. exactly yeah, uh, yeah. great uh, this yeah. Yeah. This is brilliant. I've been able to ask little things that I've always wondered about <laughs> and, and areas of interest in, in, in and around Shandon. And there you go. I mean, I presume we'll have inspired people to have a little wander around and open their eyes oh, a little bit I, more. If or... there's a, like, you know, whoever listens to it, I would be absolutely delighted if they did that um, because it's the one way to, to, to learn about your city mm. and especially to come over the bridges because even just coming over 
a bridge like, say, the Patrick's Bridge, um, the Northgate Bridge and even the more recent Christy Ring Bridge, which in itself has its own history, of course. But it brings you over the river that shaped the city. It still shapes the island of the, of the centre of the city, Patrick mm. Street and, and all that shopping area. And once you cross the bridge, you're following in the footsteps of the, our ancestors that would have come up and started building up on levels up the hills of the north side mm. and then further out onto the south even side. Though, and that, even though know. maybe in a way you could look at it, it was the other way around, that there was there was development on the hills that then went down into the into it the marshlands and, and, and built over on it. It probably did as well. And then, but the same, the same and concept. And reclaining it, you know, and even there recently we were, we were coming to contact with people who were talking about um, how, what an influence the Dutch had yes. on the city and the mm. shaping of the city. And you see and that the in the... And all of that. It's yeah. not, it's not, but is it Nathaniel Grogan, the, the a view of Cork? Oh, yeah. It's oh, in, yeah. it's in that's, the Crawford Art Gallery. Is, uh, yeah, that's um, right. Did they it's think, gorgeous, they used to think it was yeah. by Butts, but actually yeah. I think it's Nathaniel Grogan yeah. who is a student of Butts or something like yeah, that. Look at... saw it recently at something, I can't remember now where we were at, and I thought it was just stunning. And it looks but like a Patrick's Hill view or where Patrick's Hill is. In the in the Butter Museum has wonderful paintings upstairs of and uh, you know drawings of of how Cork looked to the early um, trader and merchant mm. and also to the early shipping guys that came in uh, and how you could f- see certain features that have remained mm. and then how the city has just completely expanded in, mm. you know, or since the 20th century and into the 21st century. That really, view of know. Cork painting looks like it's... T- uh, the aspect uh, is from what looks like Patrick's Hill sort of direction. Oh, yeah. And you can see yeah. where yeah. Um, Emmet yeah. Place is yeah. now yeah. And, and Cork yeah. Opera House and mm. uh, and the Crawford Gallery, mm. which then was the, the, the custom house. And that was um, that was that wasn't paved yeah. over. That was an open yeah. water area yeah. for ships to dock in. And, yeah. and you can see where where Patrick's Bridge is now, which equally, yeah. I think, well, Patrick Street was a That's was right. a waterway. As but well. actually, if you look at because I remember I did a, a, a night, an evening walk um, a couple of years back for the history group of um, we wanted to do the bridges of Cork and we kind of also took in McCurtain Street but if you stand on Patrick's Bridge or even uh, even slightly off Bridge Street or even at the bottom level of Patrick, or Patrick's Hill not everybody can make Patrick's Hill all the way now but if you look from there down you'll actually see the bend of the river in mm. the way that Patrick Street mm. developed yep. they simply Serpentine they, uh, Exactly it mm. snakes mm. around mm. Um, you know past um, down past what was the old Rocha stores on through where the old Munster Arcade was and now it's um, Pennies and that area curving around to the new uh, where the old Capital Cinema was mm. and into the Grand Parade mm. you see it you see mm. how that river was uh, it wasn't redirected it was just the shape of it was yes, kept was and, followed. And, and the rest of it was followed South you Mall know? and the steps up oh, uh, yeah that's super where, where, where boats yeah. would have docked and, and the, the little the little doorways that show you you can almost like you can almost almost imagine <laughs> fellas like getting their you know pulling in their little uh, punts in in the doorway to get ready for you know um, they're going upstairs to have their soirees or whatever and then when they're coming out into the boats again mm. and back onto the river mm. and down wherever they're mm. going you know yeah there was, I, I wonder what the smell was like I uh, know. that might have been an interesting one <laughs> in, in low tide times yeah. um, but even you mentioned about uh, Christy Ring Bridge mm. and, and mm. what's the road going out is that 
It's not the Watercourse Road, is it? It's that the but, but out by Murphy's Brewery. It goes out Leitrim by Murphy's Street? Brewery, no. Leitrim Street, and then on to Watercourse Road. And the phrase Watercourse Road is there. Oh, there you go, and actually, then yeah. you have uh, all of that area was very powerful. Um, the the flow of the water was quite powerful. So you had distilling, and you had and that was kind why. of uh, and that was why. And there's actually a tiny if you stand at the corner of Murphy's Brewery, um, and you're facing into kind of uh, the back end of, of um, Leitrim Street and Watercourse Road, they divide that way. There's a tiny little bridge, you'll hardly notice it, and a little, it's kind of a, a dirty kind of part of the river now, but that's actually known as Power Eddy Harbour. And when people ask you where that is, like the, this vision of a harbour, but people in the area would that have lived there a long time would know it as that Power Eddy Harbour. And it's a fascinating name to me. I don't know where, <laughs> what's the origin of it or anything, but this was again another place where, you know, um, boating and shipping on the, not so much ships, but let's boats on the river were very important for <laughs> transporting uh, the barrels, you know, the, the wooden barrels the and whiskey and casks <laughs> and all of that sort of stuff in and out of those places and Cooper that's Bridge. fascinating to mm. me you know uh, the Bride River is is what flows along there and, and but yeah. I, I don't know where yeah. recently yeah. I saw photos yeah. of yeah. that road being built or widened and yeah. the river being covered yeah, it um, is. Yeah. in the 50s or 60s that's it seemed right. it yeah. didn't seem like that long yeah, ago the, no it isn't that long because I can actually remember even more and I'm not that old either but <laughs> um, I can remember um, even further out where Blackpool Shopping Centre and all of that is mm. the, the course of the river and as children people we'd go out that way out to what was called the pond out by out beyond just beyond the sunbeam and that but the the river was very much a feature there mm. and you can just about see how it looked if you go to Blackpool Church because they've created a lovely little a yard space there but the river flows that way and you get the sense of what the power of it was mm. but it's one of the reasons I think why it floods every now and again because it's mm. it is covered over you know and, and buried well way, yeah you know? it, it, it it's, it's uh, hard to redirect the power of the river. <laughs> yeah, but it disappoints me how so many rivers have been turned into effectively storm drains. Yeah, there, there must yeah. be a better way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you have to you have to try to ameliorate flooding and, and yes, prevent businesses and homes, yeah, but yeah. equally just turning them into drains, turning them into it just seems. Uh, yeah, I, I seems think there's, wrong there's, about it. there needs to be a bit more investigation, a bit more thinking outside the box for it. Yes, as well too, and, and think, potentially you know? upriver. <laughs> you know, yeah. can you slow the yeah, flow can you further slow it away? Down further away uh, exactly, without just concreting yeah. everything. Yeah, without concrete. Um, this has been great. It's like a little wander, th- wander through the city um, for for me at least. And so we come to the end of part one of the chat I had with Anne Toomey from the Shandon Area History Group because the main purpose of her conversation was to be about ordinary women in extraordinary times. The book produced by the group later turned into a documentary by Framework Films that is in a separate podcast listen, and it's an extraordinary listen told in great detail by Anne and it's there for you in the very same place that you found this on redfm.ie click on the podcast section click on Cork History Matters and listen away to your heart's content highly recommended then I would say that wouldn't I for more Red FM podcasts go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts